a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We're just, uh, we're just, we're just discussing the type of personality that is the thrower-upper before football games or before any game. Now, football's fine. I mean, not really, but like you don't want to be a thrower-upper. In uh, basketball, hockey, you just kind of Zamboni that thing. <laughs> if you throw up on the ice, don't you just Zamboni it? <laughs> well, they throw things on the ice like octopus. Oh, yeah, man. You were stuff. in Detroit. They were big yeah. time throwing seafood out yeah. there. Uh, I actually you know, I kind of like- have a kind of fragile stomach right now, and this is kind of making me quizzy. <laughs> quizzy? Quizzy. Oh, you got to settle down, buddy. You get nervous before a show, start throwing up. I get really funny when I when I get nervous. I yawn a ton. Yeah. So like I'm because I did a lot of stage stuff and and anytime I was about to go on stage, anytime I was about to do maybe some stand up or whatever, I was yawning like crazy. And See, I was like, what now is that this? you mentioned the word yawn, it's like I want to yawn. Yeah. I'm like doing don't everything do I can to not. Yeah. Yawn don't do right it. Now. Don't do it. If you do, just go. Oh, it's because I'm just so nervous and jacked up for the show. Actually, they I'm claim yawning. that yawning is is, is a term of endearment it's like a form of that is the biggest load of crap honey i yawned while you were look doing, telling your story because i just love you so look it up much. whatever hey joining us on the program right now matt by uh host of cougar sports saturday uh BYU insider for ksl sports and uh matt what's up man how you doing uh, i'm great I, I, what else did you go on stage for stand up oh. what, were you in plays back in the day yeah, man. Are you a I musical was, uh, theater guy, I was, Alex. I, I, you know, it's interesting because I tell my kid this all the time. He's like, "That's for nerds." I was like, I was captain of the football team, and I was Judd in the in the in the musical Oklahoma, and uh, I did I did that whole divine comedy thing down at BYU too. So I did the I did the sketch comedy oh, stuff cool. on, on stage as well. So yeah, I. But listen, singing is where uh, I've really just that's where I that's where I blossom, Matt. If you're wondering, that's where I blossom. So uh, <laughs> I was wondering. Had, Good to know. I know. We just had uh, Jay Hill on the program, and uh, 
that's a guy who brings something different. And I want to kind of continue the conversation about what he brings to BYU. And he, it just seems like he understood – he understands what BYU is about from day one. You don't have to explain to him uh, what Kalani's trying to accomplish, what BYU's trying to accomplish – what the assignment is, and, and maybe some of the you – know, Scott brought up some of the difficulties in, in recruiting, and he's like, nah, I don't think it's difficult at all. Like, we have the Big 12. Uh, there are certainly some things here, but we have to, like, really lean into the guys who want to be BYU guys and understand what that means. What has Jay Hill already brought to Kalani's program? I think the number one thing he's already brought, guys, and it was sorely needed, is accountability. And, and I'm not talking about – uh, you make a mistake, I yank you, or you don't play. They're just there. You know, Kalani has built the culture, uh, love and learn. It's very friendly. It's player friendly, and that's great. But there also has to be the other side of things too, where there's some accountability. Where if you're not playing well, it's an open competition, or maybe even in game, we're going to sit you out some series. I, I just felt like there was some tough love missing from the football program in the past couple years, and. I think instantly he just brings that respect. It, it, when you look at Jay Hill, I think you, you totally respect Jay Hill for what he's done at Weaver State. And respect, I think, is the right word that you want from someone like him, especially your associate head coach. Uh, great respect. It's not your buddy. It's not your best friend. But you respect the heck out of this guy. And so I just think from day one, he's going to bring some uh, uh, needed accountability. And then on top of that, I think what he's, what he's already bringing – is a level of recruiting, which I think you saw in the transfer portal. He, he had a huge hand in a lot of the guys that they brought in on the defensive side of the football. They needed to shore up the defensive line. They needed to add some depth in the secondary, which they did, and I think a lot of that credit goes to Jay Hill. We've heard for years how great of a recruiter he is, and I think that's going to help you going forward because now you couple Jay Hill with exactly what he talked about in your show, Big 12, Power 5, all those things. Things I think you're going to see an uptick in recruiting as well. So it, it hasn't taken long for Kalani and this program to to reap the benefits of the Jay Hill hire. Um, there's been discussion. I'm just going to throw it out there right oh, now. Oh boy, there's been. Discussion oh, here we go. Let's go <laughs> about uh, the breakdown. Utah with... to the Big Twelve. Is that where we're going? <laughs> yeah. Just yes. say it. Just All say right. It. Fine. There you go. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that uh, Utah would be a good partner in the Big 12? And and really all the other, I guess, the four-corner schools, is there's been that discussion. So um, how do you feel about that? I don't want Utah. I don't think Utah would be a good partner in the Big 12. I think Utah has aspirations to do what USC and UCLA did. I think that they want to be on the biggest stage and go to the Big 10, and that's that's great. I have no problem with that. I think I've talked about this before with you guys. The Big 12, although I think is more stable than the Pac-12 right now, it's still fragile. And all the existing Big 12 teams, plus the four new ones, I think there's a desire between all of them to build a new stable conference where they're in lockstep, there's equal revenue sharing, there's not a big dog like I don't know if you guys saw the reports earlier in the week. I'm sure you did. Florida State, Clemson. It's not fair. Our brands are bigger. We need more. Right. I don't want any of that in the Big 12. I just want a stable, collective group moving forward in, in college athletics. And so I would just be really careful with who you bring in from the Pac-12. 
not because the, the programs aren't great. Like Utah's a great football program. They're awesome. And, and Arizona State, I think, is on the rise. And like Oregon and Washington, great historic programs. But I think some of these schools, Utah included, want to be in the Big Ten. They want to be at that elite level, which is the SEC and the Big Ten. And because of that, that, that's not a wrong desire. That just doesn't fit what the Big 12 is trying to do. So to answer your question, no, I do not want Utah. Ah, hang on just a sec. Hang on just a gosh darn second. What are you saying here, Matt? You're saying you want just an average mediocre conference? You don't want teams to rise up to an elite level? You just want them all to be happy and kumbaya and get along and not be bothered by anyone? Don't you want? Uh... Of, of, of course, I want the Big Twelve to be to be at the highest level possible. But there's nothing they can do. No offense to Utah or Oregon or Washington. Those those additions don't make the Big Twelve suddenly on the same tier as the SEC and the Big Ten. Those two are way ahead of everyone else, including the ACC, which you know, ACC is outside of Clemson. I think really underachieved and, and maybe the worst Power Five conference in the past couple of years. Clemson removed, and look, Clemson's won national titles, so they've kept the ACC afloat but no one is touching that that it is what it is the fight is for the third place and that's fine with me I I don't I I just think it would be hard for the conference to bring people in and they're like hey we're gonna come but we're gonna sign this exception where if the Big Ten comes calling then we're gonna go or we don't want to sign a longer grant of rights because you know things are changing no none of that BYU did not do that. Houston, UCF, they didn't do that. They're just, hey, we're happy to be here. Let's make a great conference. Let's make the third best conference behind the SEC. And I think that needs to be protected because if you find someone who wants to splinter things, then you could find yourself in the situation that the Pac-12 is in now. So I definitely I got to protect that, guys. I feel like you're one of those guys that does the whole, I feel like it's a toxic rivalry. Are you one of those dudes who goes, I just don't like the feelings that I get when these games are being played? No, I love that game. Uh, that game is great. I, I think it would be it would be the best game, football game in the Big 12 right out of the gate, for sure. It, it, it definitely would. I think the Big 12 going down the road is going to miss some of those marquee games that they've had, like the Red River game, and uh, I can't even remember the nickname for Oklahoma Oklahoma State, it's but the they're going to miss series. some of that. Bedlam, thank you, Bedlam. So I'm sorry. All right, I forgot. <laughs> what, what's Kansas, Kansas State? <laughs> That's the, sun, the, the sunflower power. That's the uh, what is it? <laughs> sunflower power. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's the battle for the sunflower. I'm, yeah, I'm not an anti-robbery guy. I just I I also kind of view it from, and this might be the wrong way to view it, especially being a local. But I just kind of view it from like, what does the other than the rivalry and a good football program in Utah? You're not adding a new time zone. You're not adding a new market. Like I think from a Big 12 perspective, like the, the Arizona schools make the most sense if, if you're going to expand first just because you'd be tapping into something new rather than something that you already have in BYU. But I'm, I'm definitely not an anti-robbery guy. I just no. I, I really yeah. am worried about Utah wanting to be in the Big 12, which is a, a or the Big 10, I mean, which is a totally fine aspiration. I just don't think it's, it's it would be healthy for the Big 12 as they're trying to reestablish some stability. Uh, Matt, what do you guys have on uh, Cougar Sports Saturday tomorrow on KSL News Radio, brother? We got Kelly Popinga breaking down the defense. So uh, we're looking forward to chatting with K-Pop and getting a read on 
what they're going to be focusing on in spring football. And it's just going to be a spring football extravaganza. BYU starts things off on Monday. We'll be down there and uh, looking forward to it. So football is back in some form, which will be nice to get away from all these ridiculous rumors we've been getting all offseason. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Hey, if I'm not getting my fill of UF, USFL or XFL, then I want the rumor mill churning before uh, before hey, I really start. Before to get we go quickly, football. is there anything yes. you like from the XFL that you want adopted to the NFL? I, uh, I, wait, so is the XFL the one that's been doing the? I like the non. I like a three point. I like a three point conversion. Just because I'm what? weirdo like that, I think it's awesome. I think the three point conversion is amazing because, and it's I don't like the the onside kick deal where they go, hey. You just scored a touchdown. You have the option of going of getting the ball back. That doesn't make any sense. Like getting the ball back, agreed. To just go to to be able to get another shot, it seems like you're uh, you're rewarding the wrong person uh, for that. But I think a three point conversion could probably make some games way more interesting. But that's uh, that's just me because I'm a weirdo. All right, Matt. Thanks for uh, hanging out, buddy. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again. Thanks for being with us. Yep. Have a good weekend, you guys. Take care. There you go, Matt. Bye, Matt. Bye, bye, Matt. Uh, man, Remedical is Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments that are discreet, non-invasive, and customized to you. Remedical.com is the website. That's Remedical.com. Let's come back. We will uh, finish things up, get you ready for the Jazz pregame coming up as the Jazz and Thunder face off, and we'll chat with Tom Curl one more time as well. More to go around the corner, 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.